1: Welcome, Blazers fans, to the Blazer Focus Podcast. The Tank is back on. I am Aaron Fentress, along with Craig Burnback. If you remember last week, I was in a very somber mood because the Tank looked like it was dead because the Blazers are rolling. But things are dire right now. Yusuf Nurkic is out. And I'm going to give you a little snippet as to just how bad things are right now at the Moda Center. Roll audio. Uh, Sorry. Oh... Aaron Finchers. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> in trouble. Really, really? Yeah, we're in trouble. All right. Someone asked Chauncey who was starting at center because Nurkic is out. And he said Aaron Finchers. And you can hear me go, yes, because I was excited for a second. And then, of course, I could have done without all the, yeah, we're in trouble stuff. And then Heiken said, oh, you guys really must be going for the top pick now. I could have done without without all that because the only person in the room that I couldn't beat one-on-one in basketball was Chauncey. And maybe my homegirl AJ because she does somersaults and stuff, so I'm thinking like <laughs> she might do a somersault, kick me in the head, and the officials won't really know how to call it, and then she scores. So maybe her, but everyone else, I'm I'm rolling in one on one. But the point is, is that Chauncey laughed at the joke about oh, you guys really really must want the pick. They're starting Drew Eubanks, whom they just signed a couple of days ago after Nurkic magically got plantar fasciitis even though we just saw that guy look like a mini Shack there for like a couple of weeks, actually a couple of months. So anyway, the tank is back on, Craig. I'm jacked up about this. How do you feel about what you saw last night from this team that won four in a row before the break and then got smashed 132-95 by the
0: Warriors? I was psyched to see Drew Eubanks. 'Cause he's a local kid, you know. I like from him in high school, you know, Oregon State Beaver and and from the area. So um that was an interesting thing that happened over the all-star break, <laughs> you know? Like suddenly once again, tanking ain't easy for a play with players, but clearly there's a strategic move here, both for Yusuf Nurkic's health long term. And the long term health of the Portland Trailblazers. So, of oh, the Portland Trailblazers uh, lottery hopes. That's the word I, I said that. the the health, the future health of the Portland Trailblazers organization. That's okay. what I that's will what say. That's uh, 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 that's yes, so that's what I meant. I'm okay. saying, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I, it's funny though, man. We went from they're never going to lose again. This <laughs> team's pretty good. Four Bring in a row. back Dame. Bring back Dame. Make a run. <laughs> and boom and and we'll talk about that because we also learn from uh and we'll talk about this a little later Dame in a podcast with Draymond mm-hmm. clearly not only is Dame informed he gets it and supports it uh, and no one's more honest than Dame, Damian Lillard a lot of times and he kind of spelled it out for us but yeah i mean you you your strategy <laughs> your hopes your dreams as a beat writer uh, at a top five pick and two lottery picks, it's, it's looking like the smarter bet. It's um, g- glorious.
1: <laughs> it's just glorious.
0: It. But so
1: there's someone, I can't say who it was, but I texted someone close to Dame after they beat Memphis. And I was like, they might have to bring back Dame. And this person said, do you honestly think they want to win? <laughs> I was like, but they are, what are they going to do? And I think on this show, and I think I tweeted it too, that I said that someone's going to magically have a toe. That was sort of my line. They're going to have a toe. It
0: means they're going to have a toe injury or right. something. It ended up being a whole foot. Um, I, look, yeah, plantar fasciitis has kind of become in the 2022. It's become the, 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 the back go-to? spasms. No, the back spasms <laughs> or the back <laughs> injuries. Remember basketball players always had back injuries in the 2000s. <laughs> right. And then, then people started saying, saying, well, let's see the x-rays. You know what I mean? Like, so then they went from back. Just back problems <laughs> to back spasms because that doesn't show up on an X ray and MRI. <laughs> but now I think like ninety percent of people have plantar fasciitis, right? So you just go with it. Uh, just go uh, with it. But it,
1: it was it was hilarious and, he, and even Billups, you know, like his when he talked to the media. So we we met with him Tuesday night, which was odd. Like all of a sudden he gets slack. Be at the facility by six. I'm like, oh, on a Tuesday night? Oh my god, traffic's going to be awful. But anyway, we go there and. Nurkic wasn't there. He was the only Blazer not there. But Billups talked about, you know, Eubanks providing depth. And Eubanks talked about backing up Nurkic. And then the next day, boom, we get a press release. He's out. And I just started cracking up. And basically, he says, Billups says, oh, well, you know, he's had this for a while. But he's such a warrior. And he was playing so well. I forgot. And I was just like, (laughs) you forgot? And so, but then they had a time to talk about it over the break and decided that they should rest it. And I'm just like, okay, I'll, we'll, we'll accept that answer today, but come on. If they were 45 and 20, he'd be out there balling.
0: I think that second part of the answer is 100% true. Oh, that they talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> no, this is, this is how they talked about it. They took Hart's name and
1: names, Hart's name and Winslow's name. They put him in one bowl and then it took like a hundred different injuries and put him in another bowl. And then they just pick one out of one bowl, one out of the other. They pick Nurkic, and they pick plantar fasciitis. And you are like, let's go with that. And you know what? Hey,
0: you do what you got to do. Hey, Drew Bubanks got a whole practice in before he started. He got a whole practice in. So he was good. He went out and started over Watford. Uh, and his two, and his two points, to use your word, the were glorious. Yeah. The, yeah the it was a beautiful. Dunk.
1: Put down. It was nice. I was kind of busy. Like I didn't pay much attention to the first half because I was writing a follow up article on Matt Spellman. The kid with Cere- cerebral palsy that Tom Holman write about and his hero's curry. He got the meat curry. So I saw, I talked to him parents before the game. So I was writing that up. And then I looked up. I can't remember when it was. And I saw the dunk. And I was
0: like, Oh, snap. That was pretty baller. And then I looked to check his stats. That was his only two points. <laughs> Hey, if you're going to get two, if you didn't look at the stats, you would have been like, Oh, he had a great duck. Oh, and that's all you yeah. would have remembered. That's so well remembered. done by him. Hey, the first quarter, the tank was uh, not, was still off. I mean, they played great. Dude, they were rolling. Quarter. <laughs> and then, uh, bam! Simons had 10 in the first quarter. There was – Yeah, he had was 20. It. He had 20 in the 20 first half. half. 21 in the first yeah. half,
1: yeah. So I was thinking like – I was like, are they going to really try and win this? Is this like – is this going to be a situation where now Ant's going to get kidnapped after the game and disappear? <laughs>
0: I think the players, you know, they're, that's what their job is to put the pressure on on Chauncey in the front office to say like, what are you going to do? But, what are you going to you do know, you know, we do a little thing behind the scenes here. Aaron and I, we share ideas with, uh, our producer, Andrew Thien. And, um, I think I put on there, what does this mean for Nurkic's career? And, uh, I think you meant it like the injury. And I was just talking about, I was saying, like, what does this mean in the sense that he's going to be a free agent? And pre all the other, uh, the trade deadline, you thought that Nurkic would be on the way out. I'm thinking now. I want to ask you: Does this is this a sign that Nurkic feels comfortable enough to re-sign that the, the, he's going to be re-signed? Yeah, no, I knew what you meant. I, no, I knew what you meant. Okay, gotcha. um,
1: and and I and I meant what I put on the rundown. Nothing. I mean, I I wondered. A lot of people wondered because they wouldn't say either way where Nurkic fit in their plans. Yeah. Um, so you wonder if he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. You move him. If, if he's not part of your future, you move him for a second round pick. You move him for whatever you can get just to get an asset for him. Uh, but I was before the trade deadline, I was being told that no, that they, that it wasn't 100% sure, but they were leaning towards keeping him because how many bigs are going to be available? Who, who are they going to get that's better for all his? Yep issues that people complain about. I think part of the reason why people complain about things is cuz they want him to be 22 and 12 every night. Well, he's not yeah. Tim Duncan, right? <laughs> he's he is who he is and he's going to have great nights nice, and he's going to have mediocre
0: nights. Nice. That's just what he is. But how many centers are better that are going to be available? And I think what people they envision the pre-broken leg Yusuf Nurkic and the guy that came in and for was doing 30-20 all of a, sudden. you know, had some 20-20 games and and was super athletic. Um, before the broken leg. I think that's what people they keep on waiting to see that back. And they saw a little bit of it in for the a couple of weeks. No, and the just bubble. now and then and
1: this this year, yeah.
0: This little run. Not as athletic, yeah. but certainly a dominant a dominant big man. Right, but okay, but no,
1: I hear what you're saying. But even that first year, which was he came right. in sixteen seventeen, his he averaged fifteen and ten. So it wasn't like he averaged twenty five and twelve. He has some big games, but then the fantasy is, oh, he's only he's only twenty two, right? He's going to exactly. blossom into this thing. Well, he has his limitations. Now he's still in his prime. He still could get better, but he's not. He hasn't shown that he's a reliable night in and night out twenty ten guy. But that's okay if you're not relying on that. If you're relying on that, you're screwed. If you're just hoping you get that every once in a while, you're fine. And again, who are they going to get that's better? So I was told straight up uh, by sources that, yes, they absolutely want to keep him and they're going to do what they can do to sign him. Now, with keeping his bird rights, you're going to be able to give him the best offer uh, on the table that anyone else can give him. Obviously, he can do whatever he wants, but I do believe wholeheartedly that there is a wink, wink. You're coming back. You're fine. Sit out for a month. You don't have to prove anything to us anymore, type situation. That's why.
0: Yep. I mean, I think that's an excellent way to read it. And Nurkic is actually, you know, he said straight up, as long as Dame's here, he wants to be here. You know, that's how that's how much he believes in 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 Dame and and I think trust Dame's leadership and just overall IQ, both basketball IQ and overall IQ that he looks up to Dame to say, "Hey, if if Dame thinks it's going to work." I know how smart Dame is. I'm buying it. You know, I'm in. So uh, I agree. I do think it, I think it was a huge sign though, that, that he is being sat down for a month. You know what I mean? Like, and that the Blazers and he's cool with it, knowing that he did just play and if he needed to play and if he felt like he needed to showcase himself for other teams, um, this might not have been as easy of a situation. So um, 100%. Yeah, so that's so I thought it. Was, I think it's kind of a big deal. Oh, absolutely. And I I, just, I watched the guy in Memphis
1: bang around with Stephen Adams like Godzilla versus Mothra, and he dominated thirty points I think and eight rebounds or whatever. Adams barely did anything. Not that he's a great offensive scorer anyway, but Nurk was amazing in that game. Yeah, he so- got him
0: in foul trouble. Got it. Yeah. What he needed inside, got huge offensive rebounds, got hit in the face like six times, which is, you know, the Nurkage special. So right. <laughs> no,
1: he took <laughs> you know out Jaron fa- Jackson. That <laughs> he did, t- you know, he down not- t- there knocked Jaron Jackson out and then walked around like, what do I do? I didn't do anything. He was all over me. Anyway. Okay. So let's play a quick game called who's next on injury bingo. So who's next? to find themselves on the injury list. So at Wednesday's practice, Josh Hart spoke to the media. He had his both knees wrapped up in ice, which isn't unusual for NBA players to do. And he kind of waddled over very gingerly to the microphone. And I was just literally in hysterics, just thinking, Oh, this is a plant. This is a setup. They want us all to see his knees are bothering him so that (laughs) at some point they're going to say Josh Hart out knee tendonitis." (laughs) you know, uh, Indefinitely or something like that, and then he misses five or six games. Anyway, who do you got on uh, injury (laughs) bingo, or can you make such a bold statement?
0: (laughs) Well, I think I can make a guess. If so, So if I had to guess who might be in a situation where rest on old injuries might be helpful, I would go with Justice Winslow Mm. because he has a history of injuries, significant injuries. He has also, I think, at this point, shown enough to. For the Blazers to see his potential as a role player, and right. so that's who I would bet on. I don't, I you okay. know, at some point you gotta score, you gotta, you gotta score points and put guys on the court, right? So I think, that, I mean, do you Josh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I just think it'd be hard to take if you take Hart out of this lineup. Oh boy, offensively, oh boy, you know you could take Justice Winslow out and play, continue to play Eubanks and wadford more and still have don't get me wrong he's playing more he's he's taking more shots probably than he has since high school you know i mean like he's shooting threes and and uh, has has more ability to create his own shot on this team than he ever has in the nba but i think you could feel that josh hart is i don't know he's a big engine on that offense right now you know especially during that uh you know the winning streak but he's your only even remotely legit four
1: and not that Hart isn't your only legit two, but my point is he's your only four, and with no nurkits, you have no muscle in the front line other than him. And he does so many things that if you take him out and kept Hart in, I think it would hurt them worse because he <laughs> well, does so I, many little
0: things. Well, you'd have to win like um you'd have to win old school next style. Well, I was going to say Pistons bull style, you know, like 88, 83, you know, like I don't know where you're going to get points. Yeah. I think, you know, it is interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, you could find reasons to play, you know, Josh Hart more to see a little bit more what he can do. You can have reasons to play Justice Winslow. Here's what I know. Eubanks started at the five. So who knows what could happen? I mean, the guy that was there for 10 minutes uh, started. Now I wonder if that was kind of a, a special you bring the hometown guy home and let well, him start. It was,
1: either, it was either either him or Trendon.
0: Right. So I would, I mean, you would think I'd start Trendon, right? The guy who's been to but practice Eubanks, more than once.
1: Eubanks, yeah, but Eubanks has been in the league for four years. He has way more experience. If they were, if they were in a direct competition, I think Eubanks wins the competition.
0: I mean, oh, that, you, that that's <laughs> fine. But usually, <laughs> usually, Aaron, when a new yeah. guy comes, and he's been there 20 minutes and he's not, <laughs> and he's not a usual starter. He doesn't start at center. You see what I'm saying? Like usually uh, yeah. they, they, they let the, the guy who's been to six practices start. But usually
1: there's a guy around who actually has legitimate NBA experience, like a Cody Zeller. Yeah. And they had, they had a two-way guy. They just gave a contract to. So, you know, you, you go with the, well, van, Hey, watch you're, come
0: you're right. To you, you Eubanks started. So apparently, you know, Bill And, and the I same would way. and I was in the mix. So that tells you. Right, right. Of those three, I would <laughs> I pick was, I would pick I mean, either te- one. And and then AJ McCord. That's how I would go. I mean, I would go I, mean, listen, I would have started Watford, Eubanks, McCord, Fentress. That's what have been my order.
1: Look, technically, <laughs> when you think about it, when you just really, really think about it, I was the starting center for eight seconds. He said, I'm starting Fentress. So I'm doing math, and they owe me
0: about $2,500. Well, I would say this. No, because you didn't (laughs) actually start. And – uh Two, I, I would a verbal, say. I, no, he
1: gave me a verbal contract that is binding. He it, gave me a verbal contract. You're the starter, which automatically means I'm getting a contract,
0: which means I should be paid for those eight seconds. So if you actually played eight seconds, that twenty five hundred dollars. No, no. What's your deductible? No, I don't know. What's the Oregonian <laughs> deductible? That's all I'm asking. Because then you you might you might lose money depending on what your insurance claim. Is. Wait, can I cover the team and play for it? That might be an Let issue. You, that no, might the, be an the issue. issue is the issue is what you would hurt on the jump. I mean, <laughs> the center has to jump, right? So what what muscle no would pull with a knee snap, you know, it would be, it would be ugly, that's for sure.
1: We I did could see give a couple
0: a, I give a good two minutes. Go ahead. No, no chance. No chance. No, you, chance? Could. I could no, you wouldn't even make it. No, you couldn't get after the tip, whichever way dude, it went, dude. you wouldn't get to the other side of the court in oh time to be God. part of the action. <sighs> Shh. I was out running Rousey the day on my football team. Yes. I, I could give, I could give two
1: minutes of running up and down the court. What do you say? You, Except, I'm not saying you I, couldn't I, run I, up and down. I'd be, a stre- I'd be a stretch, a stretch five at six two, standing in a corner. I can hit that corner three. Don't
0: leave me you alone. Can, you could do some minute ball in offense where you kind of just took one step over half court. and right. I would go from three-point line to three-point line. I'm not running baseline <laughs> to baseline. <laughs> Come on, dude. I, I, I got to be honest. Hey, Thien, let's get – I would pull as much money as I possibly could to, to give Chauncey some uh, cash to put Petras <laughs> in a practice just for like for five minutes and see what happened. Do you remember the movie Paper Lion? I do. I I, the the the, the writer
1: who becomes a quarterback for the the Lions in preseason. That's what. Yeah, I'm better than that guy.
0: Anyway, okay. I'm just to say this. I'm (laughs) going to give you a little personal. I was the manager on the University of Rhode Island team uh, that went to the NCAA tournament, ranked in the top 20. I was the manager. Every once in a while, I would mostly I coached, you know, quote unquote coached or did stats or something. Every once in a while, they needed a body. This is in the college level, (laughs) And, Mm. and let me tell you how bad like how hard it is just to go to try to act like a not a total idiot on the court with guys (laughs) at that skill level i mean i'm just saying the passes are chris pat someone pass pass you the ball might hit you straight in the nose it comes so fast i'm just saying dude i'm i know you're 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 a college football
1: player i caught yeah no pass is gonna hit me in the face okay they're not gonna throw a pass that's harder than anything i've seen come on come on Two minutes, I can go. Anyway, all right, let's move on to something a little bit more realistic. So we got to see Keon Johnson for the first time, acquired in the Powell-Covington yep. uh, trade, and Brandon Williams, who is the new two-way guy. Career um, highs
0: in everything for Brandon Williams. Yeah, he had 12 points.
1: He's he's an interesting – like, he's a small, little point guard. He's quick and can run around and score. I mean – You know, it's hard to tell what he really can be. Keon was the one I was watching, and he didn't have a great – We didn't have a lot to
0: see. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He did, what, 20 minutes, 24 points. Um, Yeah. But he is – I mean, he had a couple athletic moments where it was like, holy moly, but he didn't flash much in the way of skill. I'd like to see more from him moving forward. But, I mean, to me, if he can just become at least a usable – defensive guy who can give you some you know running and jumping and on the fast break and things like that then at least it makes that trade seem a little bit better than it was for most fans
0: yeah well, i think with a keon johnson is like the, the jumps that that guys at that age can make from one offseason to the next is sometimes incredible you know what i mean cuz they start practicing every day playing every day they play with guys at the level that they've never played with so i don't i don't think I don't expect to see anything from Keon Johnson in the last, you know, month of the season that's going to make me, um, think that his skill level is going to, is there. But yes, athletically, there's, you know, there's, a, he wasn't drafted in the first round because of his skill level. It's because right. of his potential and athletic ability. So those wow moments will be nice. And then you just got to hope. And the rest of these guys, I mean, I, I Look, there's no place for Brandon Williams to play on this team when healthy. If they have a healthy team, there's just unless it's some kind of crazy, shocking moment that you know you see, but I, those are few and far between. And and Eubanks, as you said, he's played in the league for four years. He's a backup center. There aren't a lot of guys seven foot one. He's extremely athletic, um, and you know he could he could be on the uh, on this team or any other NBA team. But other than that, there's just it becomes you know watching the blazer game is like you said you were interested in keon johnson um i'm always i'm still interested in watching ant and seeing how he goes against defenses now that they're keying on him uh but there's going to be less and less stuff to to hang your hat on to concentrate on going forward what it'll mean because and this transitions right to our next topic this team is still going to revolve around Damian Lillard, and right. um, I, I thank you to you know to Mister Thien for sending me the link for the Lillard Draymond podcast. I was like, oh my god, it's an hour, and then I was like, oh my gosh, it's only an hour. <laughs> this yeah, is awesome. good, I I honestly
1: <laughs> did not listen to it. So
0: you got to listen to it. It's fantastic in the sense that Dame just was Dame talking to a friend as much as you could. I mean, he things we learned in this podcast, and Andrew, I know you listen to it, so feel free to jump in if I'm missing something. You know, first of all, I asked about the Dame and the CJ thing, and Dame said what he's we knew he said before, but that he and CJ had talked about this. They knew it was going to happen, and that they just been up front about it. And CJ, he's happy that CJ got a good basketball opportunity, but it really hasn't sunk in yet. Because he hasn't been on the court yet without him. Right. And he said he's watched every New Orleans game. And he's like, he, he I think he said at one moment, he's like, yeah, hey, man, he's, he's really not coming, coming back. back. <laughs> he's not coming back. He's really gone. You are listening to the Blazer
1: Focus Podcast. We'll be right back after a short break.
0: The other things that... Draymond wanted Dame to do what Dame doesn't usually do and just admit how hurt he was. Draymond was like saying that in the Olympics in Tokyo, he had to tell, you know, Dame, they kept telling him to have the surgery, man, like have the surgery. You got to have it. And, he, and Dame's like, yeah, I should have had it right after the, the Olympics, but I thought I'd be uh good to go. But he said he had to tell Popovich tell take dame out he can't practice like he's too hurt and we need him for the game cuz dame wouldn't even come out of a practice at the olympics right. and that dame said he did not know how hurt he was because it it kind of was the it, it gradually got worse and until he had the surgery and now he's walking around he realizes oh my goodness and he can't wait to get back on the court and show people what he can do cuz he's going to be healthy again and then they did ask him about playing this year. And he all but admitted that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> he all but admitted saying, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense with what's going on. And, and, uh, so he said his words were, I'm not 100, one, I'm not 1000% sure. He went up to, he went over 100 and Damn. straight to, I'm not 1000% sure. <laughs> so he left oh. a very slim possibility that we'd see him again. But he said that he was, that the Blazers are in a situation that they haven't been in really in his entire time in his career, where they've got some talent on the team and a lot of money and space to bring in new guys. And Draymond asked him straight up, do you, does he think that the city of Portland is a reason why the guys don't want to play in Portland, why free agents and other big stars hasn't come? And Dame was like, man, I don't think so. And he's going to get some booze in a couple cities because he said, people are going to Oklahoma City. People are going to Milwaukee. <laughs> and uh, wait, 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 who, I was who, like, who? That's, okay, that's what yeah, Dave whatever. said. Whatever. And uh, he who, talked who went about- to, Who
1: went to Milwaukee? Drew Holiday. Well, was, tr- was he traded there? Right, but he got there. But but who's Drew Holiday? Drew Holiday is not a championship different thinker. The, the people that matter are the marquee stars who are changing championship hopes, like LeBron, like Durant. And then maybe a hardened caliber guy, not Drew Holiday or Anthony Davis, who got traded to the Lakers and wanted to be in L.A. Like those are the guys we're talking about. And he mentioned, who else did he mention? Oklahoma City. The only star that went to Oklahoma City was George. Um, but he went because he got his the Supermax or whatever from Indiana. And then they traded him in that Supermax to Oklahoma City. So that was about money. And then what happened? A year later, he was out
0: to L.A. Well- I'm so, telling no. you what I'm telling you what Dame said. Okay. But well, basically what Dame well what Dame was <laughs> saying is people will go to play with other people where they're at. And if and he yeah. just he he said I've only played with one All-Star my entire career and that's LaMarcus. And right. we need but we haven't had the uh, necessarily the ability. We had he there was that one window he's basically saying where we had money and we signed all these players, and Elaine Myers, and went through that list. We all know we don't have to relive that moment, but that they weren't able to get a big star at that point in time. And then the other thing that I thought was, but he's on board with the moves; like he gets it, he understands it. He's certainly linked um, into the process. And the final thing that I really got from it, which was just awesome to hear, was uh, it started with uh, Draymond asking. Dame a little bit about how he feels about John Morant, about them both being guys from mid majors and and being top pick, you know, to upper echelon picks. And the one thing you get from this is Dame still got that underdog edge. He doesn't feel he gets his proper respect. He talked about that run. though, he talks about a run of games when uh, he finished, I think, third in the MVP voting a couple of years back, and he's like. He lists it, he goes, I had sixty against so and so, I had sixty against so and so, then I had fifty, then I had fifty. He's like, I averaged forty eight points for a week, ten assists, eight rebounds, and was player of the week. And he's like, if anyone else had those numbers, they would have been on the top of the MVP list. It was just amazing. He kind of pulled the old uh you know, LeBron, how he's got that photographic memory at certain times. He just was that are you talking was that two years ago when they finished with a sub five hundred record? No, I
1: think, I can't remember. 17, 18 when they won 13 in a row
0: and he, was, yes, he, and he, he went off. Third that, he was he finished third right. that year, but he was basically saying if other people had the numbers, they might not have finished third.
1: But it yeah, was just okay. amazing
0: no, too. No, yeah, no, no. But I'm just
1: wrong. saying so listen, this is the no. But lament, the let mentality. me just respond because I because I dealt with this back then because after he went on that run, he had a major major drop off, and I remember oh. bringing it up at NBC Sports Northwest, and they all thought I was on crack until I brought out the stats. I was like, here's what's happening now, and then that was the year they went and got swept by the Pelicans. So
0: anyway, da- Dame, in my opinion. <laughs> I was with you. Dame deserved to be third. That's exactly where he belonged. So I would say, when people said he didn't get his respect, I would say, he's third. That's exa- That's a lot of respect. He didn't deserve to be first or second. The team, yes, you have to win more games. Dame was basically saying, that's what people say, that I have to win more games. But look who I've played with. And look who I was playing with at the time. No All-Stars. I, my only point to bring out was that um, through the entire podcast, Dame kept on talking about that. He still got that edge, that underdog edge, even though he's a six time all star, even though he's an Olympic gold medalist, he still has, he will never lose that, which is great. Cause that's what you want. You want him to believe he should be MVP. You want him to believe that, that, um, people still disrespect him. I think it's hysterical. I mean, I interview high school athletes that said, you know, no one, no one believed that we could win this. I'm like, who? Give me names. Who didn't think oh, that High School could win the state championship? Like who? Like who?
1: Where are you? I'll never at? forget.
0: I'll never forget a playoff
1: game. A long time ago, in the NFL. The Chiefs were favored by three and a half. And after the game, some linebacker was like, "No one
0: thought we could do it. No, the world didn't think we could do it." I'm like, "Y'all were favored. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yes. It's awesome. It's awesome. So anyway, that's what I took from it. It's a gr- it's a good listen. It's great to hear him talk to uh, Draymond because they they clearly they're talking friend to friend and they've got a close relationship. So I I, I enjoyed it and I think um, for Blazer fans and for Dame lovers, it's a it's a must listen. Yeah, I'm sure it is. No, I mean, look,
1: Dame has a reason to have a chip on his shoulder. I get that, and he's done some great things, but things have to sometimes be put in fair context. From everybody. And I, I think Dame has been an MVP caliber guy a few years in his career, but never should he have been the true MVP. Now, last year, had he not fallen off like he did in that month of April when the injuries caught up to him, and he had one of the worst months of his career, like literally, arguably the single worst month of his career until this previous first month of the season, then he would have been in the mix for that for sure because he was – man, he was killing it.
0: Agreed. Uh Okay. So where are we at? Just that. how ignorant Very are we right. about the top of the draft. That's what you want to talk about. I'm real ignorant <laughs> oh, about the top yeah, of the draft. Yeah, well, I know okay, three, so right now, I know three
1: guys, but I don't so, you know, I don't know. You know more than me because I cause okay, so I was prepared to start diving into mock drafts and actually caring about that stuff until they won four in a row. And then I backed off. <laughs> so now I have to get back into this and start doing some draft prognostication. Uh so I mean I've heard there's a kid from Auburn maybe and Duke and Gonzaga. Or something like that. But who do you got? Who who are your three?
0: No, nah, look, the seven <laughs> a seven foot one, you know, center from Gonzaga that can no, uh, you know do not want like a that point guard. Guy. Uh, do not want fe- that guy. I w all I think about him when I watch him play, which he's impressive, is that I, I totally I I totally got suckered. By Sean Bradley, like I was like, this guy's different. He's I know he's he's seven four and he's skinny. And and Sean Bradley had a fine defensive career, but I was like, he's going to be great because he he hit four hundred and as a high school baseball player, he's so athletic. Here, look, I don't know. I'm not getting into the draft stuff. I I I don't watch a lot of college basketball anymore, like I used to, because it it's hard when you. I think when you cover the NBA, it's hard to watch college because they're they they're not as good. Um. And, you know, I'm a University of Rhode Island fan, but they broke up the Big East the way I grew up. They broke up the ACC. So I just don't watch it as much. That's as old as I'm going to sound. But here, I'm not. I think that this early on, none of these things matter because even the mock drafts can flip and switch so quickly. So, and... It depends on where they're going to pick. So I, I'm not going to be he's, your. He's seven I'm not gonna feet be your He's seven. Feet oh yeah, he's he's crazy. But that said, he's. When you watch him play, he dribbles, you know, like a like a big guard. He he passes. Um, but he also plays against talent most of the time. Now they play some top talent in Gonzaga, and their league is pretty good. But in general, he's not going against anyone close to seven feet tall. And in the NBA, you go against seven feet tall people that weigh 300 pounds every night. So you can't – there's no way, to me, that guy can't be great or a big influence year one. He just can't. His body's not ready. I mean, first of all, if Nurkic stayed and they had both of them, he'd break them in half in two days. You know, he'd just be broken. So,
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, he
0: would. I mean, he got three hundred pounds to one eighty-five. Like that's. I'm I'm not a math whiz, but I'm pretty good at that. All right, I think I, I think we could just say we don't know about the draft right now. Is that fair? I mean, I'm I I'm
1: i I'm going to start diving into it more. Yes, and, that's your and, job and write stuff about it. But I will say that based on the early mock draft projections there are two power forwards that are supposed to go in the top five and that to me is the position that the Blazers should be targeting if that's you know where they land and and they're the best prospects obviously to me I don't care about position if you're in top five you take the very best player available It, it just there's just no questions asked you just take the best player you don't worry about position and you just figure it out later, later, especially in this era where it's positionless, positionless basketball most time. But Jabari Smith, some people have him number one overall for Auburn, yep. 6'10", 220. That would be an ideal situation. Uh, bah. Bonchero from Duke, 6'10", yep. 250. 250, yep. he's giving you bulk. That's a guy. The Czech guy is ranked three on this mock draft. I don't know. He scares the hell out of me. It's not like he's Durant. And then after that, you got another guard, Jaden Ivey. I mean, again, if he's, if he's the best player available, I take him and figure it yeah. out later. Johnny Davis sh- shooting guard, six five from Wisconsin. Again, I take him and worry about it later. Uh, and then the last one, key, I, the goal to me, for me is top six. So Keegan Murray, a power forward or a forward, small forward from Iowa is ranked sixth in this mock draft. Absolutely. we look at a, a small forward. So anyway. Those are the names right now. I will yeah. dive into it further and all of a sudden become an amazing draft expert between now and the draft. <laughs> you can
0: bet on that. <laughs> and I, I guarantee it'll be part of our. We'll definitely have some draft stuff to talk about. Oh, in our yeah. Next every segment week. We'll go, every week. Yeah. And, but also, it'll be oh. perfect for this segment. Factor Fentress time. What do you oh, got? There we go. What do you got for us, Fentress? Factor Fentress.
1: Okay. I don't know if this was really going out on the limb. I kind of just teased it a little bit during the show. But. I believe that Anthony Simons, Josh Hart, and Kellen Kellen Winslow, <laughs> Justice Winslow, <laughs> Kellen Winslow. So anyway, that happens a lot in my old days. Different names creep right. into my brain.
0: Anyway, you didn't say um, you didn't say Kellen Winslow Junior., which is way worse. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, um, all three will miss at least five games the rest of the season, and the Blazers will finish with the sixth worst record in the NBA. I do not believe they'll get to five because Indiana right now has the fifth worst, and there's a five-game difference, and Indiana is going to be pretty bad as well. Uh, we'll see if Portland can catch them or not. It could be touch or go, but I think at worst, the Blazers will have, well, I guess at best in terms of what their goal is, to be the <laughs> sixth worst record with a shot at five, but I'm going sixth right now, and those three guys will all have mysterious injuries and miss at least five games each.
0: So, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. No. So I can't. I, I'm going to go against it because I don't think all three guys will miss five games or more. That's a five lot each. with the amount five of each. games left. Yeah, I don't think they'll all 22 miss five games each. left. There's 22. I know. I'm just saying. I don't think all three will be. Now, it's not crazy. It's a fine thing, and I agree. I think it's going to be real hard to quote unquote catch um, a team that you're that is already fi- you're five games better than. It's just going to be, that's, there's a reason why they're there. They didn't get, and they didn't get better. You might be getting worse, but they didn't get better. So (laughs) I think that part is. When they're on the road in Phoenix and they're all going through the
1: food line to get their food or whatever, and Anthony reaches for a fork and jams his thumb into the (laughs) (laughs) prong and it sucks his thumb. That's going to be ligament
0: thumb injury out two to three weeks. Look, I I wouldn't be surprised by any if if you're right, I wouldn't be surprised. I just think it. My I'm <laughs> counting on this. Fun. You need to have players on the court. <laughs> so and um so and D, and and guys that somewhat know how to play. But I I would have not. Have you looked at this roster? It right. That's why I'm saying you take those three guys out for five games each. Not you at the same time, though. They're going to rotate it. That's what I'm saying. They're all right, rotate a rotation. Oh, yeah, well, no, at some point, yeah. they'll over. Right. Well, I, I think there's a better chance that Simons misses a larger portion and the other two guys don't miss five. That's, that would be my guess that maybe the last you know eight games, we don't see Simons because at some point, there's no reason to. Right. And he's. I got one more. I got one more. another one. Okay.
1: <clears throat> Yusuf Nurkic is out for four weeks. He will never touch the floor again this season.
0: Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's close to the fact as I can yeah. get. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought you were going to say, I've never touched a basketball game. I was going to go <laughs> fix it. But yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's money, uh, in the bank. I mean, um, I don't see a reason. I mean, I don't see why you'd bring him back. It makes zero sense. I mean, if you're going to, if you already set a month, you pick that date for a reason. So yes, I would be absolutely shocked if he, if he plays, uh, he plays again. So um hey team okay. we're gonna have to hold over no look passes for next time i know you probably sp- stayed up all night thinking of uh, but, uh, we, we can't, can't re- get one a few- oh, you gotta you gotta roll all right there. no all right let's uh all right let's do one real fast you got something okay. fast for us all right let's talk non-blazer stuff um i'm of the opinion the utah jazz are tremendous frauds and danny ainge will blow up the team this summer when they flame out in the first round wow when that happens who is being traded Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell? Damn, we got to take the beginning as fact and then just go with that. To me, uh, it's easy, it's Rudy Gobert, but isn't the
1: rumor out there that Mitchell isn't happy being in Utah and wants to move? Yeah. And so that they can't assure themselves that he's going to agree to an extension that that's the guy you got to move and you're going to get the most value for him. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Donovan.
0: Yeah, I, my reasons are because I think that the reason why Don that, uh, Donovan's mad is because he doesn't like Rudy Gobert or playing with him and he didn't like the COVID situation. They say, I mean, they had an actual beef, like they admitted yeah. a beef. Who does that? You know, like who publicly yeah. admits a beef in the while you're on the team and that super can will keep, uh, make you a lot happier. Now, you know, people talk about not want to play in Portland. Hello, hello Utah for a, <laughs> an African-American athlete or anyone that comes from a city like my, you know what I mean? Like I, I think that's a, a tough sell but that's why I'm going with that because Rudy Gobert is a, is an amazing player. It's the best defensive center maybe in the, in the league but it's not that's the league's not made up for that anymore. It's made up for players like Mitchell and uh and more guys might want to play with Mitchell than Gobert but you know, I don't know if I believe any of the other stuff that Thien said before that. <laughs> that's that's what makes this one fun. So, Fraud. That was a that was like a Thien factor fish, fixing mixed in with no look pass. Yeah, that, so. that, that sounded personal. <laughs> no, somebody's somebody's <laughs> angry at Utah. Somebody hey. does not like Danny Ainge, man. Uh, introduce me to a Blazer fan who likes the Utah Jazz, and and then we can keep keep talking. That's a good point have a tiny age man he's a local kid come on oh for sure <laughs> he played for the blazers he was with the celtics which as a new yorker i hate but he didn't go there to keep the status quo he's gonna he's gonna shake things up
1: okay well we're out uh thanks for listening to the blazer focus podcast please click the subscription button to, and give us a high rating and we would appreciate it and we'll catch you next week as we follow this team into the abyss